Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I do want to apologize for being a tad bit late, folks. Uh, I have to <laughs> I have to wait until my wife get home. You know, uh, my I have my son uh, most of the afternoon. And, uh, you know, I try to not do live shows with him, you know, because, I, I mean, he needs my undivided attention. Uh, so I do apologize for the, for the late start. Uh, you know, I mean, my wife, uh, she she is a nurse and, you know, people need to be taken care of. But nevertheless, the New Orleans Saints get that victory today um, by a score of 21 to 16. Uh, the New Orleans Saints have swept. That's right. Swept the Atlanta Falcons. And now the New Orleans Saints are 10 and 2 and they clinch a playoff spot where the Chicago Bears lost. The New Orleans Saints are the first team in the NFL to clinch a playoff spot. I'm going to say that again. The Saints are the first NFL team to clinch a playoff spot. And it feels so good that it happened against the Atlanta Falcons. You know, Atlanta, I'm pretty sure a couple of you probably going to file up in here, you know, because I was on Forever I Love Atlanta podcast. And, you know, I seen all of the clips uh, that my boy Don and King put up you know, talking about the playoffs and talking about the NFC championship game and talking about how the Saints choking the playoffs, this, that, and the third. But the key word was playoffs. The key word was playoffs, okay? Uh, the Saints are going to the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year. And I think this may be the third consecutive year that the Atlanta Falcons do not make the playoffs. So with that being said, I don't understand what the problem is. And we are slowly starting to gain that overall record, okay? The overall record that keeps them relevant, the overall record that they keep holding on to with the jaws of life to try to make themselves look like they've been up there and, and, and really been competitive with the Saints over the years. Look, I put it up on Twitter. Sean Payton has 146 wins and 86 losses. Sean Payton is 20 and 8. Versus the Atlanta Falcons. He is 20 and 8 versus the Atlanta Falcons. Only in a delusional world with delusional people would you think that the Atlanta Falcons have been competitive with the Saints over the past 15 years. And I get it, man. They'll say, well, what about before 15 years? You know, 15 years is a very long time. It's not like I'm talking about two years ago. I'm talking about 15 years. For 15 years, the Saints have dominated this series. Where in the world has the Atlanta Falcon fan base been at? Do we quit playing football? Do, do we stop playing? Do we stop calling plays? I mean, what, do, what are we doing? Or do we keep playing? Because the last time I checked, the New Orleans Saints have dominated and been slapping around the Atlanta Falcons for the past 15 years. And like I said, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before the Saints tie you all with this overall record and we can go ahead and put that to bed and y'all can finally be quiet and because y'all ain't going to have nothing to stand on unless y'all end up winning a Super Bowl championship over the next five, ten years, okay? But the Saints are slowly starting to grab momentum and y'all won't have anything else to rest upon except, well, y'all y'all only got fans after 2006. Well, I hate to say it like this, but that's just the way things go in the world. I, I hate to tell you like that. You think the New England Patriots had fans before 2000? You think they had the same amount of fans they had 
uh, that they had in 99 that they did in 2000? No. Do you think that the Golden State Warriors over the past 10 years had those same fans when Latrell Sprewell, Tim Hardaway, and, and, and Chris Mullins was out there? No. People like winning, okay? And people need something to cheer for. I hate to say it like that, but it's true. You know, I mean, right now out here in Myrtle Beach, everybody's going crazy over Coastal Carolina, right? Coastal Carolina is 10-0 right now. They beat BYU last night. I mean, the whole town is going absolutely crazy. You know, it's expected. People want to people want to cheer for the underdog, and they definitely want the team that they jumped on board with to win consistently. So I don't feel bad. If a person says, I've been a, fan, a Saints fan since 2006, that means they've been a Saints fan for 14 years. I can deal with that. That means if a child was born in 2006, they're a teenager now. That's a long time to be a fan. And regardless to how you feel about it, it's facts. It's facts, man. Who cares? Who cares how long a person has been a Saints fan, really? You know what I'm saying? Does that stop a person from cheering for the team? No. I've been a Saints fan my whole entire life. So I am going to cheer for the team when they down. I'm going to cheer for the team when they up. But I'm not going to blame anybody for being a Saints fan uh, after 2006. Well, 14 years, that's a very long time to be a fan of a team. So I ain't got no problem with that. But back to the game. The New Orleans Saints sweep the Atlanta Falcons 21 to 16. Uh, you know, this was a pretty close game. I don't know why it was close. I really couldn't tell you for the life of me. I don't know what the heck was going on. It seemed like Taysom Hill in the second half was doing everything to try to keep uh, the Atlanta Falcons in this game. Uh, you know, not making the best decisions, turning the ball over in the, in the red zone, all of that stuff there. I mean, the Saints getting those uh, three and outs, uh, all the fourth downs, uh, Jared Cook not catching the ball. They did everything they possibly can to keep the Atlanta Falcons fan base excited and keeping this game way more interesting than what it was supposed to be. But I give credit uh, to the Saints defense. That's right. I'm giving credit to the Saints defense. And anybody that's around here, uh, you know, criticizing the Saints secondary, criticizing Marshawn Lattimore, criticizing P.J. Williams, and this, that, and the third about them giving up big plays, all I have to say to you is you need to learn how to analyze football. Because last time I checked, like Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are really good players. And I have absolutely no problem with some of the coverage that they was going out there. That was excellent coverage. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley just made better plays. You're not going to play Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones every week. Those guys were just making incredible catches. And it happens like that sometimes. Sometimes you can have the best coverage in the world, the best one-on-one, -on -one, and the guy might end up getting, getting a, uh, the catch on the ball. It happens. I don't have an issue with that. The same way that A.J. Terrell was having really good coverage on Michael Thomas and Michael Thomas was getting the best of A.J. Terrell, that's the same way Calvin Ridley was doing when it comes to Marshawn Lattimore, when it comes to the catches. Ain't nothing wrong with the coverage. It was just the fact that those guys just made really good catches. And I'm so sick and tired of Saints fans that don't really know how to analyze the game and that just want to criticize people just for them having a bad game or them being out of position in one game. Well, what was that energy when these guys was uh, going on that three, four game defensive streak when they was out there shutting teams down? Where was that at? Then people got the nerve to be talking about Andrews Pete. Okay, the guy gave up a play, but Andrews Pete has been playing some of the best football at the offensive line position since he got to the Saints. And I'm tired of people making it seem like it's just the worst thing in the world. Guys have bad games. Guys make mistakes. You're going to go up against guys that get paid a lot of money 
to catch the ball and run good routes too. So I don't get this whole criticizing of a person and coming up out the woods when a person have the worst game. Keep that same energy every week. Go ahead and come out here on Twitter and on Facebook and other social media platforms and say, yeah, he had a good game this week, but he ain't going to have one next week. Keep that same energy, man, because that make you sound and seem like a hater. Okay, keep the same energy. If you don't like the guy, don't wait for the guy to have a bad game and be ready to call up shows like mine or call up shows like Big Q or Deuce Winham or, you know what I'm saying, or, or the Who That Nation chat line or, or Who That Davis. Don't wait for a bad game to call up NOS or whatever like that or hit him up on the comments. Keep that same energy. All I'm saying is this. Did Marshawn Lattimore have a bad game today? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And all, all things considered. But he went up against some guys that made some incredible catches. And sometimes you can have the best coverage in the world and guys are still going to make catches. Did Andrew Speed have a bad game? No, he did not have a bad game. He just gave up, up you know what I'm saying? He just gave up a play. It happens. Uh, Teron Armstead gives up plays. Ryan Ramchek gives up plays. It comes with the territory, folks. And I have absolutely no problem with that. But I'm not going to criticize a guy just for not ha having a – a lackluster game one week, and then all of a sudden, if this guy has an interception or two the next week, oh, he cold, he a beast. Nah, man, keep that energy, man. Talk about these guys when they're having, you know what I'm saying, some good games too, so it just don't sound like you just caught up in a moment. I mean, I hear people talking about Will Lutz, man. Come on, man. Will Lutz has been one of the most consistent kickers in the league. He only missed two field goals this season, and all of a sudden, oh, he needs to work on it. It's, it's becoming a problem. Man, knock it off. All I'm saying is keep that same energy. When these guys are on top, keep that same energy. Okay. Keep the same energy that you have talking about these guys and don't wait for these guys to be at their lowest for you to pick up the phone or pick up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or pick up uh, your phone. You know what I'm saying? Call somebody and be like, man, I told you, I told you they was, I told you you were trash. Like, nah, bro, that, nah, keep that same energy. I'm sick of that, man. These guys, these guys can't make mistakes. That was a really good wide receiver corp on the other side of the football. There were some plays where Matt Ryan threw that ball up and he was counting on those guys to make plays. There's a reason why these guys were drafted in the first round. There's a reason why Julio Jones is arguably one of the greatest wide receivers of this generation or any other generation of that matter. And there's a reason why Kelvin Ridley, when Julio Jones decides to retire, is going to be the guy that be giving the Saints fits for years to come. I have no problem with that. I have no issue with them giving up plays. It comes with the territory. You're not going to be able to shut down the team or shut down the field every single week. It happens, okay? And not to mention, Patrick Robinson left the game and you were without Janoris Jenkins. So they were already shorthanded. They were already shorthanded. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, man. But Taysom Hill, he had a, a good first half, you know what I'm saying, a good game overall. Uh, ball security is definitely becoming an issue here. I don't care how good you play. I don't care how many touchdowns you throw. I don't care how uh, great that you look threading the needle on some plays. It was one pass that Taysom Hill threw. Three defenders jumped up, tried to grab it, and it went right over their heads to throw it, and, and it was a pass caught uh, to Emmanuel Sanders. I don't care how good you play. I don't care how awesome you're doing out there. I don't care how much you thread the needle. I don't care if you're, you're starting to manipulate defenses with your eyes and all that kind of stuff. You fumbling the football, putting the ball in harm's way, causing your team a possible loss because luckily that last uh, play where he actually ran the football, it rolled out of bounds. But in a red zone, man, you do not. You do not turn the ball over. You put that ball down. You take that sack. You throw it away. You throw it out to the back of the end zone. Man, you throw it at the cameraman if you have to. But you do not turn the ball over in the red zone. 
that was the game defining play to me. You know what I'm saying? That's that's that was the play that got the Falcons back in the game. That was the that was the play that got these guys' confidence up. I mean, even if you wouldn't have converted in the red zone, you could at least kick the field goal with Will Lutz and probably, you know what I'm saying, would have been up 24, you know what I'm saying, to nine. But you gave these guys hope. You gave these guys, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, the will to say, okay, man, we can win this. You got to stop doing that, Taysom. Taysom, as good as he's played, I don't care. You know, it, it, it's irrelevant. If you're going to go out there and you're going to play lights out at the quarterback position, but when you call your number, you fumbling a football, putting a ball in harm's way and turning the ball over, nobody cares. Okay, nobody cares, man. That is going to get you benched. I don't care how good you are. Ask some of these great running backs in the league. Ask some of these guys that can actually get yards but have fumbling problems. They're so good. Yeah, they're good, but when they come in a the game, they fumble a the football a lot. I mean, Tiki Barber comes to mind. Tiki Barber was a really good running back in his heyday for the New York Giants, but he had a fumbling problem, and that caused him to sit on a bench, and he had to fix the issues with him holding the football, and at the later parts of his career, he was able to fix that. There's an issue with Taysom Hill. Is he getting better as a quarterback? Absolutely. Did I see some throws in his game that I, I was really impressed by? Absolutely. But do I feel like it's going to cause him down the line if he calls his number to fumble the football? Yes. Okay. Taysom Hill has fumbled the ball eight times this season. Eight. Out of eight times, I think he lost four. So that's 50% of the time. Okay. That is not a good look. Okay. That's not a good look for Taysom Hill uh, down the stretch. We need him to play a little bit better when it comes to ball security. But overall, I mean, what he was 27 to 37, about 240 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, I want to know what Nick Wright at, you know, from uh, first things first. I mean, he was talking a lot of noise, talking mad greasy all last week on social media, talking about uh, Taysom Hill and how he played against Denver. But I don't see him keeping that same energy this week. OK, this guy was talking about how Taysom Hill was just, a, you know, just a tight end playing quarterback. He ain't going to do nothing. And, and the Saints ain't going to be able to keep the number one seed. Well, Taysom Hill is three and no as a starter. And uh, Nick, Nick Wright is nowhere to be found. So I'm just wondering where he at, bro. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering where you at. I'm wondering where Skip Bayless light at, okay? I'm wondering where the, the, the light version of Skip Bayless at because I can't find him. And if y'all find him, please let me know and tell him to hit me up so he can keep that same energy, okay? That, that's, that's all I got to say. All right, I'm about to go ahead and um, look, this can't be a long show tonight. As y'all know, I got to work tonight. Uh, so I'm going to take a few calls. I ask that you keep it as brief as possible. You know, get, you know, say what you have to say and uh, just respect the next person to come on so we can, uh, you know, get through the calls as uh, efficiently as possible. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and put that uh, link in the chat. And in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, some of the comments while we're waiting. Wallace says, come on, TJ. That was on Sean uh, Payton. Uh, I don't know exactly what was on Sean Payton, but Sean Payton isn't the one that's out here running the football. Sean Payton ain't the one that's out here got to worry about ball security. Sean Payton calls your number because he actually believes that you're going to be able to make the play. He believes that you're not going to put the ball on the ground. When you put that type of trust in a player, you believe that he's going to make that play. You're not going to you're not going to call that play if you don't believe in that player. So I can't take that, man. He may have called the wrong play or whatever like that or what have you. But I just feel like that's one of those situations where Sean Payton is bailing, uh, bailing his quarterback out. Sean Payton understands that ball security is important and trust and believe is lip service to me. Okay. Because behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure Sean Payton is having a conversation with Taysom and saying, you can't not put the ball on the ground. Uh, Pick six blog world. Check, uh, check that out, man. It's my brother EJ. He says, I give Taysom a B minus because of those two fumbles, one loss. Yeah, man. I mean, look, 
as a quarterback, he did a really good job, man. I mean, third down efficiency, outstanding. You know, he was able to convert. The fourth down play that he threw to Jerry Cook, clearly that was supposed to be a catch. Uh, it was a play that Traquan Smith uh, could have caught early in the first quarter. Uh, you know, it went right through his hands. But all in all, Taysom Hill did a really good job, okay? Uh, who that Davis? What's going on, man? TJ, what's going on, brother? Enjoy the right. game? Yeah, man. I definitely enjoyed the game. You know, I mean, it was good. It was it was a little bit more exciting than I thought it was going to be. I mean, you look at the time of possession, you look at the total yards. I mean, any other game, you would think that this, this should have been a blowout. But, I mean, all in all, they got the win, so that's all that matters to me. Did you see Russell Wilson lose to the Giants? Uh. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, man. But look, I don't I honestly who that Davis. I mean, I really don't I, I really think that the Giants are much better than people giving them credit for. I mean, they should have won against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a couple weeks ago on Monday night football. And Aaron, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh what's his name? Aaron Judge or whatever his name is. I can't think of the coach now. I know his last Joe name. Judge. Judge. Joe, Joe Judge. Joe Judge, thank you. Thank you. Joe Judge does an outstanding job getting these guys motivated. They seem like they want to play for him defensively, uh, they get better and better every week. And I just think that, uh, honestly, I feel like Colt McCoy might be the best thing for him because uh, Colt McCoy is really going to limit mistakes in games. You know, Daniel Jones takes a lot of risks, makes a lot of bad reads. And um, I think, like, if you you keep it with Colt McCoy and you can play conservative, I think they might end up winning the division and going to the playoffs. But, I mean, that, that wasn't a surprise to me, man. Like, I, I know people just think that, you know, just because they're in the NFC East, but those guys play hard every single week. So, Kudos to them, man. Kudos to Joe Judge having his team prepared and believing that they can beat the Seahawks. True that. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go, ahead and go through my quick little good, bad, ugly. You know how I do things. Mm-hmm. Started, with the, uh, started with the good. Shout out to Taysom Hill. Uh, your comment about uh, <laughs> Skip Bayless Jr., Skip Bayless Light. That's right. funny. Comments, uh, props to you for that one. But uh, I'm looking at Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark, oh, Ryan Clark got me wondering where he at. I don't even put his face on a milk carton because I'm a, I'm the same way with him as you are with uh with Nick Clark man like that don't make absolutely no sense, man. but it's it's all right he got catfish again as mm. he said a couple weeks back, <laughs> but uh <laughs> like I said shout out to Taysom Hill the the question that everybody that everybody was wondering me, uh, me included was can Taysom Hill get the ball in the end zone the answer is emphatically yes yeah now one now now. Granted, he I I say he was gifted one because they then had a busted coverage for Traquan Smith, but I give credit to Taysom Hill for the for the for the post route uh, touchdown to Jared Cook. Oh yeah, who finally who, who finally found his goddamn hands. Excuse yeah. my language. Who finally found his hands? So and he managed to fit it in a tight window. He had two. He had a he had a safety over the top with the corner coming over the middle, looking threatening to swat the ball away. So shout out to Taysom Hill for that. It's not only just those two plays that I looked at. It's the overall efficiency he had while in the pocket, going through all of his reads, and the throws weren't there. He took off with his legs. We had one for a 40-yard run. He took off for a gain of six. The fact of the matter is the man was keeping ahead of the sticks for most, for, for most of the game, and that's mm-hmm. what you want to see out of, out, of a, out of a prospect like Taysom Hill. Now, right. you can just clean up the ball security, then you got then you got a real dangerous threat back there after Drew Brees. Now I'm not saying he's going to be the he's not going to be the guaranteed future, but if he can clean up ball security, they're going. I I I say he makes a valid case for himself. Mm-hmm. Now I was a little more critical with the Saints defense because granted the defense played well in the first quarter and 
midway through the maybe the second quarter, but we saw a little bit of the uh, Saints of old in the fast fast first two weeks in terms of penalties. Now, granted, you have the likes of Julio Jones and Ridley. Calvin Ridley against uh, Marshawn Lattimore, those two, as goes to Calvin Ridley like 24-7. Because at least with Julio Jones, you have uh, Marshawn Lattimore able to keep up because uh, Julio Jones is not much of a route runner. He's more of a vertical guy who's going to go up and make uh, primarily 50-50 balls. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to say, screw it. Julio Jones down there somewhere. That's what Marshawn Lattimore can do. Uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who is more for <laughs> Calvin Ridley, because he he's able to keep up with those guys who can – Break or who can uh, break out on a route or somehow cut it upfield. He can keep up with those types of players. See Antonio Brown. See uh, Alan Lazard uh, back in week two prior to uh, prior to the penalties late in the third. Uh, look at uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, the list goes on. So uh, in terms of also Patrick Robinson, I got into a Twitter debate with somebody about uh, they uh, he allowed. Uh, Julio, Julio Jones go for nine for sixty or uh, for six for ninety four. One, Patrick Robinson suffered an injury uh, in practice uh, late late last week. Two, mm-hmm. he went out early in the first quarter. So I'm not understanding what kind of argument you're trying to make here. Patrick mm-hmm. Robinson wasn't even involved in the conversation in terms of Julio Jones production. That's right. more PJ Williams. Now right. credit to now credit to Dennis Allen. He made the he made the necessary adjustments when he saw that PJ Williams was getting burnt like biscuit, uh, trying to play man to man with Julio Jones. With Julio Jones, excuse me. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to work. Now right. there's a lot. Now that now there's a lot to clean up from the offensive play. Now you said, uh, and I give you credit to your point. Pay, uh, Andrew Speed only gave up uh, only gave up one sack. Okay, that's true. He also gave up uh, an additional two pressures. Luckily, that didn't count against him because you know, uh, Taysom Hill managed to scramble. He managed to get the ball out to uh, Michael Thomas for an 18-yard gain. Uh, hopefully, Teron Armstead comes back, which will give this uh, this uh, Saints offensive line a much needed uh, a much needed boost in terms of veteran leadership. Uh, uh, Cesar Ruiz is was surprisingly absent this game. I don't know what the decision was that was based off of that, but uh, I don't know. Uh, you have a rookie like you know, Cesar Ruiz, who is just to commit a penalty so far this season when starting, and you have Nick Easton come in starting, and he's already creating uh, one to two penalties in terms of holding. It kind of I, I don't understand the decision there, but luckily that didn't come back to bite him in the butt. So shout outs to Sean Payton, uh, game planning accordingly, the mad scientist. Shout out to Alvin Kamara getting involved in the run game. Everybody's trying to say that this man can't run between the tackles, he can't break out for uh, 100 yards. Now, granted, he hasn't broken a 400 yards so far this season, but you don't need to you don't need to light up the stat sheet to be effective in the game. Look at look at Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady a couple weeks back. This man threw for over 400 yards. Tyreek Hill had over 260 yards reception, uh, 200 yards in the first quarter, and the score was barely 27 uh, 24. So right. I'm not looking so much at the stat sheet. I'm looking at overall production, and overall, that's what the Saints uh, Saints gave for us on both on uh, all three phases. So. Overall, I'll give him a C because uh, I'm being consistent to what I gave on the Who That Nation Chatline podcast. I'll give him a C because obviously there's stuff they need to clean up. But it's not a bad C. It's a solid C. Okay. I mean, I I, th- I just think that they played a lot better than, you know, than I think we're giving them credit for. I mean, yeah. I, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, a few things uh, that I saw, especially when it comes to the, the officiating. I think Stan Verrett hit the nail on the head, and I was thinking about this. 
man, it's about the it's about the officiating crew. You got some uh, officiating crews that gonna let guys play. They're gonna let them go out there ball out and uh, be like, let the best man win. And then you got uh, some officiating crews that gonna be on them ticket tag calls. And um, I just think that the Saints uh, they're aggressive secondary. So sometimes uh, you know when they have those officiating crews that gonna be calling it real real close. Um, I think that it, it might uh, you might see. Uh, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a uptick of penalties. But when they have, like, uh, officiating crews that just let them play, and I'm kind of excited about that because we know how the playoffs is. They kind of just let them play in the playoffs. You know, they don't really let you know, really call a lot of flags in, in the playoffs like that, as, as we all know, especially, with, you know, Tommy Lee Lewis back in the day. But anyway, you know, I mean, I just think that it, it depends on the officiating crew. I, I wouldn't change anything about them. I think they were aggressive. I think you got to be careful about not taking – uh, you know, being ticket tack in in a film room talking about their coverage and and you know and their technique because that can kind of get them thinking and second guessing and we might see some um, decline in the secondary. But who that Davis man? I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the call, my brother. Take it easy, CJ. All right, man. Yeah, man. I just feel like the secondary. I wouldn't change anything about it, man. I mean, we, we've been wanting this secondary to play aggressive for years, man. I mean, you, you got Marcus Williams out there lowering the boom. Putting that, putting that wood down on folk. I mean, this is a day that we thought we would never see. So I ain't got no problem with it, man. Look, guys are going to, uh, you know, get holding calls, man. But, man, you got to keep it aggressive. Uh, Josh and Jesus, what's going on? Hey, what's up, TJ? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right, Josh. How you doing? Okay, so, yeah, Taysom just keeps having the fumble issues. And uh, mm-hmm. he must have a hand problem. He must have broken his hand or something in the offseason and just nobody knows about it or something. <laughs> he never used to do that, man. But now he – how many times has he fumbled this year? Like six, seven, eight? About eight times. I think eight times total. If I'm yeah, not I mean, thinking. only a couple of them turned into actual turnovers. But there was a lot more fumbles. Yeah, four four, four fumble losses, eight total. So it's about 50%. 50% of the time he, he lose a – uh, uh, you know, he lose the ball due to a Taysom Hill fumble. So. Yeah, uh, you know, and I, I'm not going to try to surmise much from this game. I never try to surmise, like, mm-hmm. what I think is going to happen in the future again with Falcons games because the way we play them and the way they play us is just so different from other games. Right. But I want your opinion on something, man. I'm looking at the schedule that we have left. Mm-hmm. In order, we got Philly, Kansas uh-huh. City, Minnesota, Carolina. Right. I feel like we should leave Drew Brees out for the rest of the regular season. But let him fully go and pick him up in the playoffs. Maybe play him in the last week against Carolina if it ends right. up being a throwaway game. Right. But the next three games, Philly, KC, Minnesota, we're going to get two out of those three. I don't know which two, but we're going to get two out of those three without Drew. Right. Um, that'll secure home field advantage and everything. So, like, I don't see any reason to just rush Drew back in for the Kansas City game because, like, honestly, the way we – it would be better to play Kansas City with our sort of three running back set uh, Taysom Hill included anyway and play play them that style right? because I don't think they know what to do against that right? so I don't know what do you think of that because that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking leave Drew out maybe bring him in the last week but basically save him for the playoffs and uh, we'll still win two out of these next three well uh, first off um, the most important thing out of all of this in my opinion is is, is Drew Brees' health I, I can care less about well, being Kansas City yeah I, I can care less about Kansas City. Look, I understand what people are thinking. Like, they, they want the Saints to play Kansas City because they're looking at Kansas City as a measuring stick game. But, look, 
I would rather play Kansas City again. And I think y'all know where I'm getting at. If we play Kansas City again, I mean, we met them in the Super Bowl. I don't care about the regular season. I, I really don't. I don't care. I don't care about uh, having Drew Brees. The only one that will win with that is the television um, stations. That would be the only one. The NFL and the Monsters be the only winners in that game. I don't care. I want Drew Brees to be 100% healthy going into the playoffs. This is a 41-year-old quarterback that has given everything he had to the uh, city of New Orleans, to the Saints organization. The Saints are playing really good right now. It's not like they got Geno Toretta on the bench, a stony case or something like that. You got Jameis Winston and you got Taysom Hill. You got two serviceable quarterbacks that can get the job done. If Taysom goes out there and he struggles against Kansas City, you probably can bring in Jameis. He can finish up mop cleanup. You do not, by no stretch and by no means, parade Drew Brees out there on the field just so you can go one-on-one with Patrick Mahomes. I don't care about that game. I care about the Saints and what they do in the playoffs. That's what every Saints fan wants. We want the Saints in the playoffs to see what they could possibly do in another playoff, having another playoff run. That's what it's all about in my opinion. You keep Drew Brees out as long as you can to try to keep him as healthy as he can. Even if he comes to you and say, man, I feel 100%, and they win it, still keep him out. If they go out here and they beat him and he comes back and say, you know what, I feel great, Sean. That's fine. That's cool. We'll see you later. You know what I'm saying? We'll see you in Carolina. Can can I interject something here? Yeah, go ahead. Um, So you seem to agree with me, basically, about Mm -hmm. you. Oh, yeah. I'm looking out for his health, too. But home field advantage really doesn't mean nothing in a close kind of year. So yes. we can almost drop off four of the next game and still games and still be fine in the playoffs if it came yep. to that. You know what I mean? yep. That is so what look. I've been saying. That, that's yeah. what I've been saying, Josh. I've been saying that for weeks. This isn't like like they they trying to make home field advantage seem like it, it, how it used to be. It's not what it used to be. I mean, no. nobody people barely got fans in the stands. I mean, you can really go on the road and win a football game in the playoffs. You ain't got to worry about crowd noise. They might have a couple thousand fans there, but it's not going to be to a point where you can't hear the snap count. You can't do the audibles. You can't. No. It's not like the offense or the defense can't hear each other. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you can take that first round by. I think it, it, it'll probably help Drew Brees in that regard. A 41-year-old quarterback getting an extra week of rest. But if it comes down to it having home field advantage throughout the playoffs, it really does not matter in the playoffs. Not this season, it doesn't. You know, I don't look at it that way. I just want them to be in the playoffs, which they are. You can't win it if you ain't in it. You know, it's just that plain and simple, Josh. But uh, I I, totally agree, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the call, man. Thank you. All right. Then we're going to move on to uh, Ashley. Ashley, what's going on? What's going on, TJ? Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? You I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. That's good. Uh, shout out to uh, Jason Hill. Mm-hmm. You know he did his he did his thing. Um, he got to stop with that fumbling in crucial times of the game though. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that got to stop. That got that got to stop. Um, I think we did pretty good. Um, given the fact that Atlanta does have good receivers, we got to make sure we capitalize in the red zone when we down there. Because mm-hmm. at any given time we play we play teams in our division, especially with teams with good receivers like this. Um. They can easily come back and score points. We know Atlanta can score points. So when we down there, we happen to we have to capitalize. Um, I think the defense did good. Um, we did give up some big plays here and there, but when we needed to shut them down and stop them, we did hold them to field goals and hold them to uh to uh to making them punt. So that was pretty much good. Mm-hmm. And as far as the like the I, I the home field advantage thing, we don't you know it ain't the same, but I do think it would give that break. 
not really a harmful advantage that extra week to get Breeze even more healthier for that first playoff game. So for me, it's not about the homefield advantage. It's about getting him that additional time to make sure his body is in is, is fully and ready for that playoff push. I agree. You know, I think that's a good point. And that's the only – I would say that's the only advantage it has. You know, it's not home field advantage. It's that by advantage that you have. And, yeah, and I, I agree with that. You know, 41-year-old Drew Brees, I mean, you know, healing up, uh, getting ready for a playoff run. Well, uh, that definitely that, that buy would definitely be beneficial to him. Uh, but I mean, look, we already we already did what we needed to do, right? We, we clinched the playoff spot. You win a couple more games, you win a division. So that's that's the first goal. Your first goal is for you to win a division. That means you are automatically in the playoffs. The Saints are in the playoffs right now. So let's just hope that they can actually just steer the ship. Let's get Drew Brees back uh, healthy, as close to healthy as he possibly can, and let's uh, try to see if we can win some games in the process. But uh, Ashley, I appreciate it. Yeah, I thank thank you for the call. Oh, thank you, TJ. All right, take it easy. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I mean, it, it would definitely help Drew Brees. Uh, engage you. Thank you very much for the fifteen dollars donation. He says you are doing a very good job with your podcast, man. Keep up the good work, my brother. Who that? Engage you. Thank you so much for the fifteen dollars, man. I appreciate it. Thank you uh, for stopping by, being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Tilo uh, Max says the Saints can't lose one more game if they lose. Uh, say bye bye to the number one seed. Look, um, well, you got to keep on winning. You know what I'm saying? That's just the key right there. But I mean, look, man, I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers. Ain't nothing about the Green Bay Packers scare me as a Saints fan. Uh, I just feel like this team gets lucky every single week. Uh, you know, like they they remind me, they remind me of like the 2017 Saints. You know, like. You know, they, they they get in these phone boot type games and they come out on the receiving end. You know, they might get like one turnover late in the game. You know what I'm saying? Mason Crosby might kick a field goal, but nothing about them actually scares me. You know, I feel like we should have beat them the first time around. And the second time around, I feel like if we play them again, we're going to annihilate them. Like, I, I do not fear the Green Bay Packers at all. There ain't nothing about the Green Bay Packers I'm afraid of. You know, the Green Bay Packers are a decent football team. I just think you know, playing in that sorry division at the end. And on top of that, they always seem to have a schedule that's not really threatening. Uh, I just think that it's always beneficial to them. But I think if they play the Saints again, I think the Saints are going to going to beat them and it ain't even going to be close. Uh, Chosen, what's going on, man? What's going on, TJ, man? Um, right. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, You know, shout out to the true Falcons fans that came back, you know, a lot of them ain't going to come back along with Nick Wright and everybody who talked greasy on media. But mm-hmm. I, at this point, I'm over it. You know, they they, yeah. they are no, to me, they're no, I used to look into the media for knowledge and, and credibility. I can honestly say now in 2020 after seeing that, how, how, how biased it is, I can no longer look for those television shows as for. For for um any um credibility, man, I cannot they 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 just disown their credibility. I can see if you can own up to it, but it seems mm-hmm. like they can't even do that, man. So I look at the media totally different, man. But right. I want to give a shout out to Traquan Smith, man. I seem like this dude is always in the history of making things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he always at the right place at the right time. And it's right. I was just talking to myself. I'm like, man, damn, damn, I ain't been hearing Traquan Smith number card. Ain't what's going on with him? And dude, come out and get a touchdown. What so happened to be taken? for first touchdown so right. shout out to him man he always he gonna always be in that little saints clip oh, that yeah. so that's that's good for him right. um 
shout out to the defense. Everybody play balls to the wall. My boy, um, on your mother, aka as me and my girl say, on your mama. <laughs> I mean, I love that dude, man. I, I, he probably like my favorite Saints player, bro. I know he's not a big name guy, but I love David on your man. I, mm-hmm. I love, I love the, I love those quiet but humble guys. Remind me of yeah. quiet limit. But um, yeah, man. Um, and also, man, the coaching staff. Sean, I think Sean got kind of got a little too cute. You know, when we got up. You know, in, the, in that twenty point bracket. You know, we in the red zone, man. I understand. Taysom got to hold on, but Sean, you also, man, just. Just run the ball out, man. You know, you got to get cute. I feel like he was trying to get practice reps for Taysom since he got a throwing rhythm. Like, all right, man, we know he can throw. You ain't got to prove that. Let's run this man. ball, run this clock. Let's get out of here. Like, because you, you know how it can get. You know, man, Ryan, you know the boys get pass happy when playing from playing from Monday. You know, they, they won't do anything to make to make our lives miserable. But Good point. That's pretty much all I got, man. Not too much. Like I say, um. Good, good, good play for the defense. The coaching staff, Dennis Allen, you know, making adjustments. And um, shout out to Marshawn Lattimore, man. Keep your head up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, Calvin, I don't know why people think Calvin really is a scrub. Yeah, I don't. I don't mm, like, mm, if you mm. can go back to this dude since he's been mm. in the league, the dude is, I think he gets overlooked because of who he's playing with and um, the other guys in the division, you know what I'm saying, and other receivers. But Calvin really is no joke. I would take him in a heartbeat if we could. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a lot of GMs probably would too. But you know, um, shout out to the defense. They play good. P. Rob, man. I hope he gets better. I hope Jack Rabbit gets better. And like you say, man, I don't give a a hoopla about Kansas City. I used to, bro, but now I'm looking at it. I don't care, TJ, man. At this point, mm-hmm. man, I got what I wanted today. I wanted right. a spot in the playoffs, and I don't yep. give a damn who I gotta go through to get to that Super Bowl. Cause yep. guess what? I know I'm in that. Yeah, I know I'm in there. And anything can happen. The game slows down with this team, bro. I like I like our chances going in the Super Bowl, man. Like I want that I want that bye week for Drew. Just like um, I think her name was Ashley. Like mm-hmm. Ashley said, man, I want that bye week just strictly for rest. I don't care about home field. Home field has no credibility this year. Would you would you scared of somebody playing on a boombox hook to auxiliary cord mm-hmm. <laughs> of a for fake real? Causes? I don't right. want I don't want it, bro. I just wanna. Go where we came here for. Send Drew off the right way. Don't rush him back. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing, ain't can't nothing hurt us but us at this point. We need to play more discipline. I would say that we gave up two minute penalties, but a lot of them was on them refs, man. A lot right. of them. Was, come on, man. You the man touch your hip. Uh, here come a flag, man. They be ready to throw them flags. Like, yeah. hey, I look at all these other games today. I look at all these other games. Everybody just play. Everybody let them play. Let them play. But when the Saints breathe down the helmet. 15 yards here, 10 yards there, 15 yards there. Like, God, dog. But we're going to get it together, man. I just want us to clean it up. Um, 24-hour rule, get ready for Philly. Do not overlook these guys. You know right. what I'm saying? Don't overlook nobody. I got this thing to where I feel like the Saints treat every game like a playoff game. Every week, every week, bro, every week is – ain't no tomorrow. You got to have that mentality. Ain't no tomorrow. It's do or die. I feel like that's how they should take it, man. Like, y'all need to realize – that window closing, the time is not. It's buckling down. You got your guaranteed playoff spot. Now let's now, now let's buckle down. Quit, quit trying to get cute. Quit trying to get fancy. You know we gonna make it to the next level. So just do what we gotta do, man, and just you know be be the best versions of ourselves, and we are gonna be all right. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah man, I, I appreciate that, chosen man. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I mean I enjoyed the game, and uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing what they're gonna do against Philly, man. Like you said, 24 hour rule. You take yes, care, sir. man. You too. Yeah, man, that's a good point, you know. I mean, you, you can't look past anybody. I mean, the main objective is make sure that you make it to the playoffs and they and they done uh, just that. Uh, let's see. 
I think I, I seen somebody say something. Uh, I don't know exactly who said it, but I'm just going to quote them. I mean, I'm pretty sure that like the chat is um, passed by. Uh, the comments passed by, I should say. I mean, they were talking about uh, the weather is a factor. Man, look, I don't know why people making it seem like weather is a factor in a football game. Look, that is just something that the media puts out there to try to make it seem like it's an intriguing storyline, a dome team coming uh, to – you know, coming to a cold weather environment and playing on the road. Like, that's the, like, that is so dumb if you think about it. Like, think about all of the players. Think about 53 NFL players. All of them playing warm weather. All of them came from warm weather. I mean, look at, like I said, Ryan Ramchick came from Wisconsin. I mean, you, you got to look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees uh, went to Purdue and Indiana. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Marshawn Lattimore, these guys came from Ohio State. Janora Jenkins played out there for the Giants. I mean, that may, I, <laughs> uh, Marcus Williams played in Utah, for God's sakes. So what, what difference does it make? You know, like, like what did uh, David Ayamada, I think he came from Canada. That makes no sense whatsoever. Like, I don't understand why they'd be trying to drill that into people. Like, oh, man, it's a, it's a dome team going up against a cold weather team. These guys play, <laughs> come from different walks of life, different parts of the United States where it is cold. You might have some guys that probably played in cold, I mean, warm weather most of their life, but still, that doesn't mean anything. I just think that's the, I think that's the 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 craziest take and the most ridiculous take ever. Like it's not like you just playing against a team with all guys from Florida. All guys like you know lived in Louisiana. All guys played in Arizona. Like no, I mean these guys come from different walks of life, so that makes no sense at all. Oh, the Black Taysom Hill, what's going on? Yo, 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 you can hear me, big dog? Yeah, I can hear you, man. What's going on? Yeah, I had to change my name to the Black Taysom Hill, bro. I was proud of my son. You know what I'm saying? This was his <laughs> first game where he really looked like an official. NFL starting quality quarterback. So we got to give my boy a round of applause. Yeah, he man. was in the zone. Mm-hmm. First half, he was dogging it. Him and him and Mike Thomas had a beautiful connection. This is the first time all season people not talking about this. And y'all disappointing me, bro. Mike T was looking like a dog out there, bro. And you seen it in his eyes. He was about he was like about time. I'm back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That is an integral part of our offense going into the playoffs. So I'm very right. proud of Taysom as far as getting more comfortable in the pocket, um, moving the ball around. His timing is getting better, a lot better. His, uh, you know, his mechanics is getting more tuned. So mm-hmm. he's starting to get where he's supposed to be as a starting quarterback for a team like us. Um, right. Now, I was thinking like you was being a little too hard on my boy because, you know, the fumbles, they was really like questionable. You know what I'm saying? He was doing too much. I can admit that. But he was trying to get that extra yard. But I can understand where you're coming from because the Falcons, you know what I'm saying? By the way, we, we swept the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? Got them out the room. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. That's always right. good to sweep them. Right. Um, If we were going against a playoff tier team, they're hopping on that ball. I don't care if that mm-hmm. ball is circling around for two seconds. Somebody's going to jump up and get that ball. So right. I can understand why you're getting pissed off with them on that. That's inexcusable. I can understand that. What my gripe about this game, and I don't know if anybody felt the same way as I did, 
Kamar was balling out this game, bro. This is one of his best running games up in between the tackles, running north and south. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for some reason, they started trying to make a connection with Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill from him going into the slot, which is not normal because usually he'll come out the backfield catching balls. And I guess Taysom Hill hasn't got the timing with that yet. So they put Kamara in the slot, which when they started doing that, all we had to do was run the ball. Kamara was getting good yards, eight yards a, a rush. Like, mm-hmm. you need to keep running that dude. It's no excuse for him to have 80 yards in the third quarter, going into the fourth, 80 yards, right? Mm-hmm. And have 89 yards by the end of the game. Why he got nine yards at the end of the game through the whole fourth quarter? I don't understand it. They didn't run him once the whole entire fourth quarter. What you think about that? Well, um, you know, what I seen in this game, and maybe I could be wrong, but it just seemed uh, like to me that Sean Payton was just trying to be so adamant on yeah. trying to make Taysom Hill work. You know, like mm. I seen it. I mean, in the first in the first quarter alone, I mean, they may have ran the ball twice. I think Taysom uh-huh. Hill maybe had 11 or 12 attempts in the first quarter. So okay. I just felt like he was just trying to be adamant on trying to get Taysom Hill comfortable in mm. the pocket. You know, I, the thing is, mm-hmm. you know, with Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara isn't like one of those preheat oven running backs like no, Latavius not. did. No, you know, not. like like Alvin Kamara get off the bus and can get you, a, you know, saying, get go. you about 150 all purpose. Exactly. Only, only running back in the game get 40, 50 yards on one on one. Play. Exactly. That's, it. that's all you think. It, it, exactly. That's that's who he is. So I just think that it, it's an understanding of knowing who you have on your team. I think it was the fact mm-hmm. that Sean wanted to show Taysom that he had the confidence in him, you know, to go right. out there and execute. Which he did, you know. Like I'm not did, beating him up. I'm did. not beating up on him. I'm not beating up on him. You know what I'm saying? Too bad. I'm just. I'm just stating the obvious, man. Like you said, uh, a, a regular. You know what I'm saying? A playoff team is gonna get on those on those balls, man, and that can cost the team the game. You got to be right. able, like when when you're in the four minutes, man. I mean, it, it is balls. It's about ball security, man. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, John DeShazer hit the nail on the head in, on, on the post game show. He said, "When you carrying the football, you're not just carrying the football." You carrying the hopes team. and dreams of a team, you know, like you carrying a you carrying a team <laughs> with you. So if you fumbling a football, man, you dropped in a team. Like, it, it, you know, it, like it definitely brought momentum back to the Falcons. Exactly, exactly. Because they didn't have any spark the entire time, boy. Julio Jones catching passes. I'm like, I thought Julio Jones was on IR the whole time. I'm watching the game. I mean, I seen the stats. He had 96 yards. I'm like, damn. I must have went use the bathroom every time he caught the ball. And man, he was he was uh, doing a lot of uh, on some of those cross routes and stuff like that, man. But mm-hmm. all in all, man, look, like I said, Taysom, he did a good job for what it was worth. He just got to work on that ball security, man. It's the only thing that concerns me. And also, mm-hmm. man, he got to learn how to live to fight another day. I think he tries to do way, way, way too much at times. You know, he like sometimes do, you got to take that sack. You do. giving up the ball in the red zone is a big oh. no no, man. You, you can't do that, man. You got to take that sack. You got to eat that sack. You got to throw that ball out of bounds. Man, I mean, you got to do something. You cannot allow the Atlanta Falcons to get the ball back in the red zone. They're a scrub team, bro. They're a scrub team. We we (laughs) should have had an easy 38 points. And I ain't even talking about fighting. That's like like walking into the end zone, 38. I mean, the defense helped them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Lattimore was getting beat and burnt. And I think he started relying on Marcus Williams too much in the game. 
because Marcus Williams was having his back big time. He came through for about three times, about three plays for mm -hmm. uh, Lattimore that right. he got beat on. And I know you've seen it. I know mm -hmm. you've seen Lattimore get beat and Marcus Williams saved him. But right. they, he can't save you all the time because he got to go help other people too. Right. So, you know, I don't get Lattimore playing all pro ball for like two, three games in a row. He looking like the best cornerback in the, in, in the NFL, locked down, people not getting. If you can make Mike Evans have zero reception, you can't tell me you can't at least hold Ridley down a few times. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's two different type of receivers right it there. Is, you got, but I mean, look, the thing about it is, look, there's uh, some guys, there's some guys that, that compliment guys and make them better you know what i'm saying that like right. norris jenkins is a kelvin ridley somebody said this i can't remember who it was but i think it might have been uh who that davis earlier in the show mm -hmm. he said kelvin ridley is a person that 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 janora jenkins can line up against you know like a, a yeah. chris route runner you know what i'm saying like janora jenkins can stay in front of a person like that marshawn mm -hmm. Lattimore, he can go up against some of those bigger backs like let's just say for example like uh i'm just looking at the seattle seahawks if the, okay. if the Saints were to play the DK Seattle Metcalf. Seahawks, you would mm -hmm. yeah you would put Lattimore on Metcalf and you would put Lockett. I mean Janoris Jenkins on Lockett. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the way like because you know what I'm saying because of the skill mm -hmm. set exactly. Yeah. So that that's the they, they two different type of guys and they complement each other. You know what I'm saying? They complement mm -hmm. each other well. So I do think the loss of Janoris Jenkins not being in this game kind of hurt. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Kind of hurt. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore because now Marshawn okay. Lattimore had to go up against one of the best route runners uh, right. on the team. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's that at the same time, man. Look, Calvin Ridley is not a scrub. I mean, this dude yeah. is a beast. I think y'all probably y'all seen this man out there balling out at Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this dude is, has been a beast the whole entire time. So mm -hmm. it's not. I don't feel bad. Like the coverage was not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like you was, no, was, he was, he was, he was right. He was in the hip pocket. He got burned. He was in the hip pocket of Calvin Ridley. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. he was probably like a little second too late. Or it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Putting the ball. I mean, when they put the ball up in the air, I don't care what they saying about that catch that he had on the sidelines. That was not Which a one? catch. The, the one that, no, no. I'm talking about the, the, the one that Calvin Ridley caught on the sidelines. It, it hit uh -huh. the nose of the football, hit the ground and his hand yeah. was not under the ball. That was not, a catch at all okay oh, so see, well, okay when he went down and the ball yeah up, yeah and they, they challenged that mm -hmm. they challenged it and they said it was a completed pass that was not a completed pass but like i said man it, look you go up against elite competition eventually it's gonna have your day you know like it, right. those guys those guys get paid for a reason what, what you get a defense like if you grade them uh i think that the, the d-line they showed up they showed they could they, they could have got about two three they could have got about four, five sacks this game. I think they came out with two um, because Matt Ryan started getting more confident at the end of the game after those fumbles and whatever we did. Um, right. Kwan Alexander, uh, he had one bad play, but I think Kwan Alexander's play is starting to elevate. I'm glad we're going into the playoffs with a, with a player like him. You need somebody that can go sideline to sideline. We didn't right. have that last playoff, so he's a big help. Right. And the you know Davis, he's steady. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta right. ever worry about him ever. Yeah. So I mean, what if you give the defense a grade? Because I think I think the, the you, you really can't say the defense saved us because I mean I think the offense played equally as good. So if you gave the defense a grade, all the like if you gave the offense defense and the whole team a grade, what you give it? 
uh, overall, I mean, I get a, I get a team about a B minus. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Yeah, I, I That's give good. them about a B minus, man. I mean, it it wasn't like nothing to a point where you know it just cost the team the game or anything like that. Nah. So yeah, man. But uh, I, I have a couple more calls I got to get okay, to. But I appreciate out. the call, man. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate the it, call. TJ, man. Who that? Right. Y'all have a blessed one, man. All right, take it easy. Yeah, man. I would get, I get a team a B. You know, I give them a B for their performance, uh, because. I mean, they gave up some plays, man, but that, I mean, come on, man. Like, you're going to give us some plays. But it wasn't like to a point where, you know, it really just cost the team, you know, any type of hardship. You're going to give up some plays. Uh, The Mexican Taysom Hill, thank you very much for the $2, says, this fool's still in my thunder. <laughs> yeah, we got the black Taysom Hill. We got the Mexican Taysom Hill. We got the white Taysom Hill playing football. Like, <laughs> Want to wear who that? Thank you very much for the 283. Said, What up, TJ? Good to see Mike T13 playing like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, man, he, he he definitely played a lot better. Um, I'm noticing that he he didn't have any tape on his ankle this game, so I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing that he's getting better, you know. I'm guessing he's getting better as a player, you know. So, uh, Chris Jackson, thank you very much for 499. He says, Why Peyton is not getting in Taysom Hill face after he keeps fumbling the ball that would kill us in the playoffs. Uh, why we lost to Green Bay this year, uh, Chris? Look, man, NFL is not like like college football. Okay, maybe if it were college football, you'll probably see Sean Payton getting into the face of Taysom Hill, but that's not going to help his confidence at all, man. That's the kind of stuff that you teach in a classroom. These are grown men that you're talking about. Ain't no grown man about to let you get all up in his face and stuff like that, disrespecting him like that. That these are grown men. Okay, I'm pretty sure that Taysom Hill understands that he takes accountability for that. Um, Monday when they're looking at the film, I'm pretty sure it's going to come up. I'm pretty sure he's probably going to get with the running backs coach and probably work on his ball security. That's all you can do, man. I don't understand like I don't understand like yelling and screaming to the top of your lungs about a guy fumbling the football. This is the guy that you're counting on to get the ball down the field. This is the guy that you're counting on to run your offense. And the one thing that you don't want to do is try to destroy his confidence by getting in his face, uh, talking about some of the things that you know, saying that that is that is a shortcoming in real time. Uh, Aaron Glenn even said this, you know, Aaron Glenn, uh, you know, was asked a question by Zach Streif, Deuce McAllister on WWL radio. And he was talking about this was during the time when the secondary was having issues. And they asked, uh, do you be, you know, going on the sidelines, you know, criticizing them and stuff like that? He said, no, he said, absolutely not. He said, that's not my job. My job is to uplift on the sidelines. He said, but when we get in that classroom, he said, you know, then, you know, I can be able to have these type of conversations with them. He said, because in real time, I'm trying to build these guys' confidence. I'm trying to build character here. And that's what you're trying to do, man. Taysom Hill is out there, his third start. Uh, he's doing a relatively good job. He's out there getting the ball where it needs to be. He's getting the ball into the hands of the playmakers. And he's making plays in his own right. So you don't want to just go out there and just start talking about, man, you fumbling again. You fumbling again. Nah, it don't work like that, man. Because, like I said, man, you're trying to build this guy's character. And you don't build guys' character in the National Football League by yelling in their face. I can tell you that right now. That's a recipe for a coach to get fired because uh, these guys are not your 18-, 19-year-old kids that, that uh, have three hots in a cot and are sleeping in a dorm room. These are guys with, with uh, mortgages, uh, light bills, and phone bills and families. You don't get in the face of grown men like that. Uh, Daniel, what's going on, man? Hey, yo, TJ, what's going on with you? Man, nothing much, man. How you doing, Dave? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Big shout out to the uh, to Dayton, Ohio, man, home of the Dayton Flyers. Oh, yeah, all day, man. Adam Troutman, man. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My first take, man, about Taysom, man, I will say 
Mm-hmm. In his first three starts, man, he has gotten a lot better from the mm-hmm. first two games. Um, he actually like a real quarterback. I forgot who was back. I'm like, man, is that Taysom looking like he's sitting back there throwing passes and and when he has to take off, he'll take off. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Like you feel yeah. me? So that's that's the only thing. Like we, I feel like we would have a better chance to win with Taysom just because the defense. You you can't you. You have to spy on them, and when you spy on them, that leaves other players to get open. Right. Drew, you know what I'm saying? He going to sit back there in that pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. He going to sit back there, throw them short throws. If they open, then he'll, you know what I'm saying? He'll, you know what I'm saying? he'll do what he can, but but Drew will not take off running for nothing. Right. Yeah. And uh and uh, back to um tight ends. Uh, I, I don't know about Jared Cook, man. He he, he worries me, man. I'm sorry, on that fourth down, man, that ball went right through his hands. Yeah. It went right through his hands, man. I was like, I don't know about Jared Cook, man. He been with me for the last couple of weeks, man. But, but other than that, overall, man, defense defense played well. You couldn't ask for better. Right. Um, Tay Tay did. You know what I'm saying? He did his thing. Right. Uh, the running game. I I feel like we sure run the ball more because for some reason, we moving that ball on the ground. Yeah. We, yeah. We, you know what I'm saying we yeah. go ahead. No, I was just saying, man. I I just think overall, man, they're definitely running the football. Uh, really well and I think that's going to help them during playoff time man I mean you got to have a good running game and I I, I I mean this may sound crazy but <laughs> COVID-19 might have been a blessing in disguise for Teron Armstead because we know around this time he always has a tendency of getting hurt you know being yes. out so these two games not I mean I understand you know you don't want nobody to get COVID but I mean him being able to sit at home you know what I'm saying rest up his limbs at the process getting healthy through, with COVID I think this might help him come back, you know what I'm saying, and be fresh. And it's also helped a, a couple more guys. You know, like uh, you think about Michael Thomas. I mean, he had a really good game today. I mean, he really missed all those game. other games. He missed all those other games early in the season. I mean, you think about Emmanuel Sanders being 33 years old, missed two games due to COVID. I mean, so <laughs> a lot of these guys are, are you know what I'm saying, get, getting in some really, you know what I'm saying, some really good shape uh, to try to make that playoff run. And not to mention, you know, Drew Brees. I mean, he can rest up his arm and stuff like that while he's getting well with his rib injury. So this speaking might be, about, yeah. Go ahead. Speaking about Drew Brees, let's say, let's say Taysom, Taysom win two more games. If you Sean Payton, what do you do? Do you stick with Taysom or you roll with Drew? I roll with Drew. I mean, okay. I, look, I'm not look. <laughs> let's not get I it mean, twisted. I, let's not I, get it. Let's I mean, I'm not, not a prisoner it. at the moment, man. But you feel me? Drew is Drew. Drew is Drew. You feel me? So. I mean, even if Taysom go undefeated, you got to roll, roll with Drew. Even if Drew go out there and stink it up in the playoffs, you got to roll with Drew because this, this this is it for him. Yep. Look, this is this it. Is, this is the best thing about this, Daniel. The fact that you got three games, probably four with Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback. When Drew right. does come back, now teams that really aren't going to know how to uh, match up against Taysom because now you, you know that he can throw the ball. You know that he can run the ball. You know that right. he can do all these different things now. And he's not just one-dimensional. It was early in the season when Drew was here. Well, here come the RPO. Now you don't know. <laughs> you don't, not, You got all this. All like Now Sean got all of this tape on what Taysom can do well when he sees certain coverages, certain defenses, and stuff like that. And now he has a full body of work where he can actually use that to his advantage. So right. as a Saints fan, you should be very, very excited at the fact, like, like I said, you don't want to see Drew Brees get hurt, but that, I mean, it kind of helped Taysom Hill because it helped Taysom Hill. It helped the coaching staff to know how you can use Taysom Hill in more ways. So 
this definitely can be uh drew you know being a starting quarterback i see that but i can also see Taysom hill going out there throwing some throwing some plays and um also you know what i'm saying and a different dynamic to the offense as well oh, so yeah no doubt about most that definitely, man. most definitely man yeah but i'm rolling with drew i'm so i'm with you man i gotta roll with drew man because mm -hmm. this might be the last rise you know what i'm saying so he right. he, he 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 gotta go out there you know what i'm saying going down swinging right yeah i mean I'm, I'm looking forward to it man but like i mean let's, let's not get it twisted Taysom Hill did a good job today but uh <laughs> He, he's definitely not Drew Brees. <laughs> but thank you. So, thank so, you so, so do uh -huh. you? So do you play Taysom against Kansas City? Yeah. If I if I uh, if if it came down to it, yes, I would. I, I would play him because because the thing about it is, man, look, look, we we not looking at no measuring sticks. I I'm not looking at it like it's a measuring stick. I can care less. I rather look. I don't care about the Saints beating uh, Kansas City the first time. I care about them beating them the second time. That's because, because if you beat them the second time, what that mean? They won a Super Bowl. <laughs> so, Daniel, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> thank you for the I call. appreciate you, TJ, man. Thanks. All right, no problem. Man, shouts out to Daniel, man. Look, I, I can care less, bro. I don't care about no Kansas City Chiefs, man. I get it. Like, they're the Super Bowl champions, and you want to see where you belong. But, man, let me get them in that Super Bowl, you know? Uh, bro, no way you cut it. Uh, he's not a starting NFL quarterback. Hope I'm wrong. But that's just the way I see it. In fact, over the long run, I think he can make more money just being a slash. Look, um, thank you for the nine ninety nine, and I, I appreciate the energy. You know what I'm saying? Because this is definitely what I was talking about earlier, like how people, you know, say one thing but they don't keep that same energy. So I respect Troy for keeping the same energy. But look, um, if this is the game that you want to criticize uh, Taysom Hill, this ain't the game. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion. Uh, if you think that he's not a starting quarterback in the league, that's fine. Uh, but the way that he played today and some of the throws that he made, he showed uh, uh, making me feel uh, as if, uh, you know, he, he's one heck of a tight end playing quarterback. I just put it like that. And I don't care. You know what I'm saying? As long as they win in a game, uh, you know, I mean, we all know who the starting quarterback of the Saints is. It's Drew Brees. So, uh, I mean, if he can go out here, get some uh, stuff on film, uh, get some tape and, you know, go out there and get better as a quarterback. Why not? And it's not causing the team any L's. Fine. You know, but we know that Drew Brees is going to be the starting quarterback of, of the New Orleans Saints uh, down the line. We just need Taysom Hill to uh, kind of steer the ship and make sure that it don't go off course. But, I mean, look, I, I can care less. I I'm serious, man. I just want them to keep winning. A win is a win, no matter what. Uh, Fifth Ward, Gwen, what, I mean, uh, Glenn, what's going on? What's that with your TJ, man? You can hear me? Yeah, Glenn, what's going on, man? Man, I think one of the biggest things about the game that people are not talking about is the absence of Marcus Davenport, man. Yeah. Because the D-line was on his P's and Q's. But you see how he missed the day? The D-line didn't have that pop that he usually had. Man, you in my that's head, man. Stuff, man. You in my head. I promise you, when somebody was talking about that earlier, I was like, yeah, Davenport. But you, you, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. Straight up, man. Man, I think I think Taysom did a good job. He just gotta stop trying to make every play. See, and they was talking about that during the game. How they said Drew told him just let the game come to him and settle down. Right. On that fumble, he didn't let the game come to him. He should just threw the ball out of bounds. He tried to spin back, doing too much. Right. He gotta calm his nerves. And I seen somebody comment, Drew, Drew Pride not gonna let him stay out that KC game, man. I don't mm. see it, bro. <laughs> like. If he, yeah, like I don't see it. Like I hope he stay out, but 
I don't see it, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat Mahomes, the new gun on the block, he gonna see something. Right. He, Drew gonna see about that. So we gonna see, man. Yeah. I, I look, man. I, I get it. I, I 100% agree with you. Uh, if it's to Drew Brees, I mean, he gonna be out there. But sometimes you gotta protect these players from themselves, and you gotta let him see the big picture. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, what I'm saying to me, you know, I don't know about others, but I feel like this. We'd probably never see Drew Brees play against the Atlanta Falcons again. I really feel like this is Drew Brees' last season. And if this is your last yeah. season and you know this is your last season, man, you want to make sure that you're 100% going or close to 100% going into the postseason. And, uh, you know, I mean, I understand you want to go toe-to-toe, you know, with the young cat on the block, like you said, but um, not at the expense of causing yourself, you know what I'm saying, to be, re- you know, re-aggravate an injury just so you can prove that, you know, you went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. You know, I mean, that's fact. That's fact. I mean, if, if your team is as good and as Kansas City is good, if we make it out to be, I keep saying you'll see them in the Super Bowl. Then you can, you know, what I'm saying, then yep. there'll be a bigger stage. It will have way more meaning. I mean, because if you just beat Kansas City in a regular season, I mean, come on, man, you just beat them. You know, like, but it don't mean it don't mean, yeah, it don't mean and watch watch Sean Payton watch Sean Payton play calling in the game though. He's not mm-hmm. gonna call like he's not gonna show his full hand. He gonna call dog play. People gonna complain like, "What is Sean doing? Like, what is he doing? He know what he doing because he right. want to see him again." Right. I said, man. I'm and, just, and uh, I, heard, I, I don't know if mm-hmm. you callers ago the dude said that. Last... I was saying a few callers mm-hmm. ago the dude was saying that Lattimore was dependent on Marcus Williams, and I, I right. didn't like that because Marcus Williams is the free safety. That's what he's supposed to do. Whenever right. when something needs cleaning up, that's what he's supposed to do. And yeah. we uh, we mm-hmm. complain so much about him not doing that. Like when we had, right. yeah, we, he a bad image, but Darren Sharper, Darren Sharper cleaned up everything the year we won the Super Bowl. If he right. got past you, he had your back. And we right. need Marcus Williams to get that mindset because when we play teams like Kansas City, you got Tyreek Hill. If he get beat, if somebody get beat, we need to know that he got their back. Right. So. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, man, but. Well, I, I think this might have been the best game Marcus Williams played in the Saints uniform as far as his tackling. Yeah, and I think he has, and I yes. think he answered a lot of questions, man. I mean, he he has definitely improved in his tackling and stuff, and it seems like he has a little bit more confidence in who he is as a player, which is good to see, and it's definitely good to see uh, going into a contract year. Now, I still don't believe that he's gonna resign with the Saints, but he's definitely putting uh, a good uh, resume out there. Uh, for another team that might need a free safety, you know, he can gladly oblige, you know. So, but he's uh he's doing a really good job, man. I mean, he's making it very interesting, you know. But uh, man, we just got to see down the stretch, man. We just need consistency. We just need these guys to uh, just go out there, man. If you're gonna bend, but make sure you don't break, you know. I, I like the fact that uh, the Falcons they was they were getting down the field, but the Saints did not allow them to get into the to the end zone. We were mostly field goals, so. If you go up against right. some of these other elite teams in the playoffs and maybe these guys are getting down the field and maybe these guys are making plays, but you're not allowing them to get into the to the end zone, um, I would take three points over a team getting up six. Yeah, you know, about any day that. of the week, man. Yeah. Our linebackers stop all that because that sideline yep. to sideline play is much needed and much yep. needed. Yeah, man. Like I said uh, the linebackers have improved. The secondary has improved. Uh, the D line is is really really good. I really agree with you when you're talking about with Davenport. I feel like they probably would have got more pressure on Ryan. I don't think people appreciate uh, how good uh, Marcus Davenport is in run support. The dude is like one of the best uh, defensive ends in run yes. support that you can have. 
Um, I understand the Saints uh, stopped him. They still didn't allow 100 yards to a single guy. But, uh, man, Davenport, he can't get pressure on a quarterback. And it also frees up Trey Hendrickson and other guys to eat, too. But, uh, Glenn, yeah, I appreciate I like- the call, man. Th- uh, thank you so much, Appreciate man. you, TJ, man. Keep All grinding, right. man. All right. Take it easy, bro. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Glenn. Uh, uh, Chumsy, what's going on? Uh, Chumsy, are you there? Yo, what's up, TJ? Yeah, what's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, brother. Good, man. Good, man. Who that? Yeah, who that, man? <laughs> what you thought about the game? Yeah, all right. All right, so what I wanted to say was, mm-hmm. listen, every year for the past three years, we've been having a squad that we all feel like, all right, we could go all the way. Mm-hmm. This year, the reason it feels like it to me Mm-hmm. Is because we haven't peaked yet. Mm-hmm. It's very important. The last few seasons, the Saints peak these right. weeks, 14, 15, 16. And so right. we're on the way down by the time we get to the playoffs. Right. Now you see this year, it's going well because you know Drew Brees was hurt early in the year last year. So he mm-hmm. came back and we found our stride, but it was just a little too early. So right. it's good that he's been out late in the year. We he right. can come back and we can we can get our stride late in the year and be peaking through the playoffs. Right, right. I mean that's a good point. You know, like uh, uh you know the, the the whole discussion in the off season when it was talking about Jam- when Jameis Winston first signed with the Saints was talking about uh should Jameis get some starts and let uh Drew Brees get a little bit what they call low management. You know, but. I mean, this this came. I guess this came in the form of a, a, a some cracked ribs because now you know Drew Brees can kind of rest himself up and get himself ready for the playoff run. I definitely agree with you on that, man. You got a lot of guys who were hurt earlier in the season uh, dealing with COVID nineteen. They missed some games. Now these guys are coming back late. Like you said, uh, uh, Michael Thomas looked like Michael Thomas of old for the first time in this game. He had a hundred yards, uh, you know, a couple times this season, but. And he didn't look like how he normally would look. He looked dominant. He looked more confident. Uh, he looked fearless. Uh, he, he looked like he was more explosive off the ball. And, uh, you know, I just think that uh, this is going to be helping this team down the stretch. Teron Armstead, you know, most likely he's going to be back for the next game when they play against the Philadelphia Eagles. So this gives him an opportunity to kind of rest up, you know, not only uh, physically with COVID, you know what I'm saying, but, you know, deal with his, you know, uh, heal up his extremities as well. I mean, he was limping off the field a couple times. And also, you know, when you have, uh, you know, good, okay secondary play like they had in the game, you have you can afford to have somebody like Janoris Jenkins, you know, take a little bit of rest, you know, get that knee straight. So I, I'm, I'm looking at this team. This is a completely different team. It's a completely different year. I still have a careful optimism about the Saints because, uh, I mean, they are the Saints. You know, like we, we all know what they're supposed to do. We all know what we feel like they're going to do. But it's a matter of them trying to execute and make sure they get it done, man. I mean, in the playoffs, uh, let's see if they can finally close the chapter and make, you know what I'm saying, try to get to that Super Bowl and, and try to see if they can get, a, uh, you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, their second Super Bowl championship and bring it back you to the city. You do that, baby. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, that's all that matters to me. And, like, And another thing, man, y'all just talking about Marcus Williams. I seen the other day I was reading an article. That mm-hmm. said, as far as the safeties in the NFL goes, he is ranked third on tackle efficiency rating. Right. It's a pro football focused rating mm-hmm. and how accurate. And and to me, 
you know, a lot of Saints fans is always going to have Marcus Williams missing that tackle in that playoff game years ago in their brain when they think about him. But for him to make that improvement to be third in the NFL on tackle efficiency rating, that shows a lot about that young man character, how he can bounce back and come back and be a star for our team even after going through that. Yeah, man. I mean, look. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore said it. I mean, I've heard several other cornerbacks uh, say it. He said being in the secondary, being a safety, being a corner is one of the toughest positions because there's, there's, I don't think there's a thinner line for the exception of the quarterback being a hero and a GOAT, right? You know what I'm saying? A hero, you might be the hero of the game, you know what I'm saying? Like you might throw a touchdown to get your team ahead. Then you might, the team might score, they might get ahead, and then you might throw an interception. And then everybody's going to be talking about how bad the quarterback is, need to run him up out of town. So this is, I mean, this is a position where, you know, I mean, like I said, you're a hero one minute, you're the GOAT the next. But, I mean, I'm, I'm past the whole Minneapolis miracle situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, Marcus Williams is a really uh, good safety. You know, I think he does a lot of good things. He has good instincts. He had to work on his tackling, which he did. He had to get a little bit more physical, which he has. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he's really definitely uh, rewriting the book, uh, you know, and, and if he goes into the playoffs, he does some good things, maybe catch an interception or something that's beneficial. I think it's going to completely wipe away what people may feel about Marcus Williams, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to like that Minneapolis miracle, especially and if the Saints make it to the playoffs. looks like he matured, you know, he feels Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, this is what his fourth year in the NFL. I mean, it, look, it comes with trial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trial and error, man. Trial and error. You oh, live man. and you learn from the mistakes that you made, man. Yeah, but uh, all right, cool, hey. TJ. Thank you for your time tonight, man. Who that? I appreciate it, man. Who that? Man, shouts out to Chunzi, man, coming through with the heat. That's good stuff right there. I'm gonna read a few comments and then we're gonna go ahead and head up out of here, man. Uh, Russell says, I haven't watched the Steelers game. Are they dangerous? Uh, look, uh, the Steelers are a good football team, man. I'm a real concerned about Big Ben Roethlisberger. I know he had a knee injury. I think in that Cowboy game, uh, I know he was questionable uh, to play, but um, turns out that he is going to play. Uh, you know, I think he's yeah, he's going to play in the game. Um, they they look really good, you know what I'm saying, defensively. Uh, T.J. White, the linebacker, is up for defensive player of the year, probably going to be that with Demario Davis. Uh, he's doing a really good job. Uh, they're doing enough to win a game, man. They don't have to be sexy. It don't have to be the best win in the world. A win is a win. They're still undefeated, and you still got to respect that. Uh, they got a good running game. Uh, James Conner is running the ball pretty well. Uh, you know, you got uh, the wide receivers out there. You got uh, Claypool. You got Washington. Uh, you got Juju Smith-Schusters. I mean, they got a lot of young uh, up-and-coming wide receivers that are going to be problems in the league for the foreseeable future. So the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, collectively, uh, they, they have done a really good job, man, getting the right draft picks, getting the, getting the right uh, culture inside of the locker room, man, getting rid of some of those guys you know, there have been like issues like Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, getting those guys outside of the locker room and, and, and creating a, a positive environment, man. And Mike Tomlin has done a really good job last season. Um, He had them playing pretty tough. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs. But this year, you know, they come back with a with a with a whole new leash on life, man. And not to mention uh, you had opportunity to get better. You got better and you don't have to worry about playing a first place schedule. And uh, they're doing a really good job this season, man. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to poo-poo on uh, on the Pittsburgh Steelers because I feel like that'd be hypocritical of us to say that on one hand uh, with the Saints, a win is a win, but we're second-guessing and questioning the Pittsburgh Steelers when they win. 
Well, okay, a win is a win, no matter if the Saints do it, and it doesn't matter if the Pittsburgh Steelers do it. I mean, nobody for, nobody remembers the score of the game when it's all said and done. The only thing they remember is the results. And right now, the Saints sitting at ten and one. Uh, I mean, ten and two. And I think the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, if I'm I'm not mistaken, are eleven and zero. So I'm not going to be mad at them, you know. You know, so shouts out to them doing a really good job out there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Brian uh, says beginning to think Sean Payton is crafty. Uh, I now believe that purposely kept throwing offensively uh, last week to keep Atlanta off of seeing uh, throwing tape with Taysom. Who that? Yeah, well, if it, if that is the case, uh, that's very smart on Sean Payton's fault. But I don't know if that was the case. I think you have to look at the game. You're going up against a guy who hasn't played quarterback since the sophomore year at Wake Forest, and you know you went, he wasn't going to beat you, okay, unless he was about to channel his inner Joe Montana or Tom Brady. It wasn't going to happen, okay? So all you had to do was just make sure that you don't make any mistakes. You run the football. You control the time possession. Get up out of there. You know, get about a one or a two touchdown lead and go home, okay? So maybe if uh, Drew Locke was out there, we probably would have seen more of Taysom than we probably seen as a passer. But nevertheless, uh, you know, he did a good job for what it was worth. And he did a really good job this week against the Atlanta Falcons because, you know, they had a spy out there, you know, to make sure that he didn't run. And they they forced him to try to throw the football. And he proved that he can throw the football. You know, he proved that, you know, he can get the ball where it needs to be. Uh, there were some passes where he kind of, you know, got a little bit erratic at times you know so i think a couple of those passes that he threw especially to the wide receivers on a wide receiver screen or, or some of the screen plays were a little bit or a tad bit too high he floated them out there too long and it, it caused the, the defenders to kind of you know rush in on to the onto the receiver or the running back i feel like he needs to clean that up but nevertheless uh he, he did some really he threw some really good passes man especially uh down the seam that seems like that's his bread and butter right there seems like you know he he can get those medium or short intermediate throws uh those are, are really accurate the issue is him throwing the ball down the field which uh he did okay job with this to uh on today so shouts out to Taysom, man improving from week to week and that's all we can act for a- as fans you know for him to improve every single week and not uh cause his team any hardship and not put the ball in harm's way now like i said the the, the fumbles can be an issue down the line and i think we ha- we would be delusional if we don't pay attention to him fumbling the football and not looking at that as being an issue because it is. Um, but he has to clean that up, man. All in all, Taysom Hill did a good job today. I think he's silenced some of the critics out there, except for the people that are trying to uh, make money and, and trying to be the next Skip Bayless, being shock jocks and trying to keep uh, ratings flowing in. So, you know, they probably hitch their wagon to people that everybody likes and they want to be the eye person out. They want to be the contrarian. I mean, if they want to do that, that's fine. It, it's disingenuous, but I digress. I mean, but I think Taysom Hill did a good job today. I think that uh, he he earned some respect uh, from the National Football League for some people that just thought he was just a glorified uh, running back masquerading as a quarterback. So he, he did a he did a good job. Jonathan says, TJ, I don't know if you noticed, but all of our linebackers got in today. Yeah, I seen that. Zach, I seen Zach Bond out there. Seen Alex Azalone get a run stop. Uh, that was good, man. I mean, good rotation right there. So, shouts out to them. Get you know, getting into the game, and that's should be that's gonna be helpful down the line. That's gonna be helpful. The Saints gonna need them. Uh, hey TJ, did the Don call you to eat his crow? Uh, like he said he was. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't get no call from the Don, man. Uh, I did see his show. I checked out a little bit of it, but he did say 
I know some Saints fans are probably going to be in the chat, you know, and I'm going to eat my crow. So he did admit that he was going to be eating crow. And shouts out to the dime, man. Look, I mean, what did we expect? I mean, the guy's a Falcon fan. King is a Falcon fan. I mean, I wouldn't expect for them to just go out here and be talking about who y'all going to beat our tail. I, I wouldn't expect for him to say that. I expect for him to go hard and, and, and you know what I'm saying, and jump off the bridge with his team, okay? I, I expect for him to do that, okay? I, I expect for him to jump out the window. So I don't have a problem with that. But uh, it, the Saints just proved that they are the class of the NFC South, you know, and right now they're the class of the NFC. Uh, they swept uh, the, the Buccaneers and they swept the Falcons, you know, and now, you know, now the Carolina Panthers are on the menu and it all depends on it, what the Saints may have locked up if we sweep them. But um, I, I have to say, uh, you know, the Falcons, they got swept. Uh, shouts out to, uh, you know, the Don, the King, man, keep on doing what y'all are doing. I think they got a good show over there. Uh, but I just think what I said on this show, I just think that the Saints are a better team. And um, they proved that today. And I make no apologies about that. Uh, TJ Hill is our future. I don't know if he is our future or not, Anthony, but uh, he did a good job and he, he made a good case uh, today that he he wants to uh, be in that number. Uh, TJ, uh, TJ, the dime was live earlier and he said he would call an E. Crow. Did he? No, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't get that. I don't think he called in. I don't think he called in, man. If, if he did, I didn't get that. TJ, I wasn't first today uh, by default, so uh, whoever was first, I'm swinging on them <laughs> when I see them. To, uh, well, I, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, uh, who that Davis was first, man, which was a good call. Who that Davis always uh, bringing it on the State of the state of the Black and Gold podcast. So, yeah, I mean, he, he, brought, he brought the heat. Uh, I'm going to read two more, and then we're going to get up out of here, folks. Paul says, didn't see the game, saw the highlights, but the question remains out of these last four. What do you think we will go? And uh, a shout out to the defense playing at a high level. Uh, where do you think we will go? Well, look, hopefully we go to the Super Bowl. Okay, that, that that's the hope. Okay, I hope that we go to the Super Bowl. I hope that they end up winning the division. Okay, but we know that they're in the playoffs, and that's the important thing right now. Uh, the defense did do, do a good job. Uh, like I said, man, you go up against elite wide receivers. I mean, they're going to make you look foolish every now and then. But the key is just to make sure that they don't get in the end zone. So it is what it is. Uh, those refs really be cheating for our opponents. Well, I can't even say that, man, because one pass interference play that was clearly pass interference, they picked it up. Uh, I just think there was a little bit too ticky-tack for me. Uh, Miss Maggie T says, waving our towels. Uh, I think she's a Falcon fan, Miss Maggie T, if I'm not mistaken. So I appreciate you being a part of the show. Appreciate you coming through to eat that crow. Uh, he says she's she waving the towels. Uh, is that the white? Is it the white towel or is the is it a uh, <laughs> is it a black and gold towel? <laughs> oh man! Uh, but somebody asked me. Uh, somebody asked me, uh, TJ, can we cop that hoodie from? Well. Um, Man, I got this, man. I got this hoodie. Um, got this hoodie made, man. Uh, shouts out to my guy, uh, E12, uh, E12, uh, out here, you know what I'm saying? Made one for me out here at Myrtle Beach, man. Shouts out to him, man. Showing love, making the hoodies and stuff like that. Um, man, so, uh, you know, that's why I get this hoodie from, man. But I, I do sell these type of hoodies. You can get them online at teesprings.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. We got State of the Saints podcast apparel there. Um, and you can get a hoodie like just like this, okay? You can get it just like this. So, so man, shouts out to my guy E12, man. He always do good work. 
Uh, and that, that's about it, man. I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thanks for those that called in. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for your love and your support. Uh, there will be a show tomorrow morning, uh, if I'm not too tired. <laughs> if tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening, uh, we're probably going to be having a show. Also, I'm going to try to see if I can get John Deshays on the show later on in the week, uh, see if he can talk about the Saints uh, winning streak and uh, get his take on it. But, of course, if you want to be a part of the show or you want to subscribe uh, to the show, you can do so by going to YouTube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. You all have a good evening. The Saints have won their ninth straight. Taysom Hill still 3-0 and as a starter. 8-0. and The Saints are 8-0. and when Drew Brees is not the starting quarterback, that is a really good team right there. And that's for all those NFC South people out there that just think that, oh, well, Drew Brees gone, y'all done. See, that's probably how y'all y'all do business. If one player go down, y'all doomed, okay? But the Saints are showing you that they are deep and they are ready to uh, be around for a very long time post-Drew Brees. So um, the Saints are running us out right now. They're going for their fourth consecutive NFC South title. So uh, for the rest of the, uh, the the fans out there of the Carolina Panthers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and and the uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, all y'all can do right now is uh, bow down to the Kings of the NFC South. Till next time, all I gotta say is, who that? <laughs>